patriotism, faith, national unity, education, fiscal responsibility, civility, the values that define America. Fascinating stories and talks from America-loving patriots dedicated to preserving freedom, opportunity, and justice. Welcome to the Friends and Fellow Citizens Podcast. everybody, and welcome to another episode of Friends and Fellow Citizens. I'm your host, Sherman Tylosky. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate all of your support. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast at the end of this episode. Uh, I really, really am so thankful uh, for my listeners and for tuning in. A quick announcement. Uh, we have our Q&A episode to be released on May 17th, 2021. Okay, mark down your calendars when the episode will be released, but I need your help. If you have a question for me or for the podcast or about current events, feel free to check out my website. I will leave the link to my website and specifically the contact tab. Uh, down in the show notes below so that you can submit your question. I hope that you will consider submitting one. I will get through as many questions as I can, but don't worry if we don't have enough time on May 17th, we will have plenty more Q&A opportunities, but I want to give you a chance to help, in a way, help create an episode. I mean, the episode in, in for these Q&As is really a lot about you, about you putting, helping me put together an incredible episode. Uh, so I hope you will consider doing that. Be sure to do, submit your question, though, by April 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern, okay? So make sure you do that, and let's get right on into the episode today. So I, I want to get into something that isn't very much covered in the news. Um, I We try to do that, generally speaking, on Friends of Fellow Citizens, but today uh, it seems very, very logistical, but I do think there's a purpose to it. And something that I think should be very much integral uh, and part of our civics fabric here in America. Uh, and today we will be sh- talking a little bit about this, uh, Congress's schedule. Now, uh, before we get into kind of what the schedule is all about and why it's important, um, I want to briefly touch upon a little bit about what Congress's schedule looks like, and this is something you can look up uh, if you go. Usually, if you go to uh, either MajorityLeader.gov or you go to uh, in this Congress will be the Republican Leaders site, you will generally see the schedule outlined there. I believe they do have a PDF format, so you can actually see which days Congress is in session, which Congress is which days Congress is out of session. Uh, but just very broadly, okay. Um, th- this will, by the way, differ a little bit depending on the Congresses. Uh, but as of, I-, I will give you the most updated kind of overview of what Congress schedule is. So, Congress historically has been a part-time job, okay. And this was partly because it wasn't very easy to get from, say, California to D.C. Uh, in hours. <laughs> uh, in fact, it was impossible for a very, very long time. Um, and so it has evolved, I, I will say, depending on um, the, the kinds of eras. I mean, some Congresses really 
took advantage of the technological advances and realized that members could travel back and forth a lot quicker. And the schedule did change uh, a few times over the course of uh, the history of our country. But generally speaking, there's two kinds of days for Congress. There's in-session days and there's out-of-session. In-session is when Congress is in Washington, D.C., and they are usually physically there. COVID obviously has made it a little bit different with some members being able to uh, vote or, even, uh, uh, or work remotely. But generally speaking, Congress congregates in the House and the Senate, and they uh, attend committee hearings. Uh, they uh, even meet constituents or meet uh, other interest groups. And they obviously vote on legislation, vote and debate on legislation, I should say. Out of session... Uh, or it was known as recess, is when members return back to the, uh, either their home states if you're a senator uh, or your home district if you're a member of the House. And these recess days are not really a breaks. Um, one of the, it, it is it recess does have kind of like a you know kids playground or school playground kind of connotation to it. But Congress is actually still working when they're in recess. Generally, members return back to their districts and they participate in fundraising events. They hold town halls. They visit businesses. They visit schools or any other activities that have to do with the member's profile uh, when it comes to their platform. Uh, so for example, you know, some districts, maybe because it's a more rural part of the country, you'll be seeing a lot of maybe seeing the member being, uh, spending a lot more time um, in agricultural manufacturing plants or something. You know what I'm saying? So it, a lot of factors have to come into play when it comes to the, the recess schedule. Um, so that's kind of the layout of the, the kind of in-session days, out-of-session days. This year has been particularly interesting. Um, one of the things that people have pointed out is that uh, the in-session days have been, uh, been notably about the same for, for decades, but some people feel that it's getting a little bit shorter. Now, there is a lot of debate about that um, because, as I said, you know, mem- when members return Back to the home districts, it's not that they go back and they watch Netflix and drink beer and uh, eat popcorn. Uh, although uh, I would, I, I, I would personally, if I were a member, I would certainly do that sometimes. Uh, um, to given given the huge amount of responsibility I have, so members do take breaks, but normally these breaks are held during August recess, which is a long period of recess. Um, that allows members to return back to districts for an extended period of time. And a lot of them do take vacations, very, uh, oftentimes I think very much needed vacations, given the grueling ongoing job that you have where it's just not a typical Monday through Friday uh, uh, kind of profession. So that's kind of an overview of uh, the, the, the schedule. Um, and usually I believe on average you see about 100 uh, in session days um, and in session days don't count usually don't count the weekend so we're talking Monday through Friday um, and that has obviously brought about a lot of questions about um, the the length of of Congress being in DC is Congress spending enough time uh, in our nation's capital uh, to serve uh, the interests of the American people 
and one that I think will continue on. This episode is not here to, to solve all the problems that Congress has when it comes to scheduling. But I do want to offer a couple of perspectives today about you and have you think about it as well. You know, How do you envision Congress working for you? Uh, what is a congressional schedule uh, – what does this congressional schedule do for uh, the American people in terms of the structure? How does that reflect on uh, the state of our democracy and ensuring that pe- uh, that our members are not spending too much time campaigning, but not spending too much time legislating as well because they also have their own campaigns to run? So where's that balance? Constant question. It's something I think we'll revisit, no doubt, in the future. But uh, I want to kind of give you – a uh, bit of that layout, a bit of that context, uh, but also going to explain a bit about a couple of why this has become somewhat of an issue. Look, let's be honest here. It's the Congress. Congress is a very, very busy place. Um, I, I don't think. I think when you when you read the news, you can kind of tell that there's a lot going on. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. I'm not going to get too much into detail. That I'm just really looking at uh, the time that the members are spending. And one of the things that I want to touch upon is if we take take uh, let's look at the typical in session week. There's kind of two forms here. Uh, they can either start on a Monday or they start on a Tuesday. Doesn't really matter. Let's just stick with the Monday for now. But usually, well, we, Monday we call a fly-in day, which is when members of Congress as fly in from their districts, and uh, that's that gives members time to travel to travel uh, to come back to Washington. And a lot of these votes are either like later in the afternoon or in the evening. Okay, so that's like half a day ish. You have Tuesday. You have Wednesday, so that's two and a half days. Thursday tends to be a lighter day. Uh, usually votes can be just in the morning uh, or morning to early afternoon. So you're looking at maybe about three days of work in Washington. And the rest of the day on Thursday is the flyout day. Friday is usually a time when uh, members spend time in their districts. Again, this could change a little bit. Sometimes uh, there's three full days and then there's two kind of half-ish days of working. But think about that for a second. If you, When you think about the of party lunches, when you think about the, the how, how much time members of Congress are spending on with their own members of the party, you're not really looking at a lot of time for a sense of bipartisanship. Because you're too busy spending time working out you know, what your party is looking for, what the goals of that week are, meeting with your staff, and that it just doesn't give a whole lot of time, much to meet with members on the other side of the aisle, much less time to do something uh, more engaging, you know, like spend, like going on a trip together. Uh, one of the things I really have been emphasizing is getting members on both sides of the aisle to spend more time together. Now that is happening. Don't get me wrong. There are, there are bipartisan uh, groups of friends or, um, or colleagues who spend a lot of time together, uh, but it's either not super evident or there just isn't much of that happening on the ground. And I think this is the real central issue here. Clearly uh, members of Congress, uh, 
don't have the time, far too busy with committee hearings, with meetings and all kinds of things that are happening at the same time that America's Congress is not congregating enough. Uh, Something we need to think about. Uh, This is going to be an ongoing issue for a while, Um, but it does bring about a question, uh, how long should Congress be in Washington? One of the things that I love about about congressional committees is that when they pop up, they actually do bring up some very, very interesting findings. One committee that I particularly enjoy and something that I recommend checking out as well is the House Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress. We'll call the Modernization Committee for now. They put out a report at the end, I believe it was towards the end of 2020, October 2020, I believe, and they put out a report with all kinds of findings from experts, from testimonies, from members' experiences and hearings and this, and all the rest. And they put out the issues that they are finding that are issued, issues that don't just reflect on one particular political party, but one that reflects on the institution. Things like IT modernization, uh, things like partisanship, um, very, very uh, outdated rules and outdated methods of of legislating, all these things are being put in. Uh, have been put in that report, and they do address the schedule. Uh, according to the report, uh, there have been uh, a f- period of uh, some notable changes in the schedule. But the last really major one it was in 1993. And if you look at the number of in session days, even though we've had so many more complex issues, even though members are busier than ever before. The number of in-session days has actually remained about the same since the 1970s, which is insane. Now, given the fact that we do have better technology since the 1970s, we have uh, obviously air travel. We have um, we have some kind of flexibility now with remote hearings, as you probably have seen nowadays. Something that we're getting we're kind of getting used to here in this day and age. Despite that, though, there's still a lot that Congress has to deal with. Um, and I, I just believe that the current schedule model is just not working. Um, for Number one is people want consistency. Uh, the calendar can change depending on uh, what the leadership decides. Uh, the, the House leadership, obviously now, and the Senate leadership, uh, both held by the Democrats, they can dis- decide, you know what, we're going to add a whole week of its session days. My impression is that that kind of throws people off a little bit because people had plans in the district or they had uh, had other ideas. And consistency is something that we look for as human beings, uh, but we're not really not quite seeing that. Now, there is the political aspect, right? Then you want to add more legislation onto the calendar. Uh, but I'm also curious to see what the majority party members think as well, because they also have their own districts to go back to. And it's not the best feeling. When yeah, you need to cancel your plans, you got to tell someone, I'm so sorry, but I have to be back in Washington. So what what is the solution? I don't think there's one final solution, but something that is a bit cliche, but something that I think could really work, which is the 80-20 schedule. Uh, here's how it works. Um, the 80-20 schedule, if you look at four weeks, five days each, right? So 20 working days, um, so to speak. Although even though members do work on the weekends in various different capacities, uh, but if we take took sixteen out of those twenty days, okay, 
six the by fifteen days of work in sixteen could be counted as a traveling time. So I would make, you know, I would make Monday a Monday or a Friday um, as kind of a bit of a traveling day. Uh, but I am very much in support of an eighty twenty calendar: three weeks of in session and one week of out of session. Now I do think there is, should be some kind of flexibility. Uh, for example, if it's and if it's an election year, right? So every about every couple years, I do believe there needs to be some kind of, of change. So some people might advocate for a total flip, where you have um, an eighty twenty, but three weeks of out of session, essentially largely campaigning, uh, and one week of in session. That I think is a possibility to think about. But eighty twenty. I think gives a lot of benefits. First of all, it gives consistency. People know what to expect, uh, including the American people. The American people uh, should know when Congress is in session. Um, One of the things I am shocked about, which is uh, when people are calling for some kind of legislative reform, but it's like, well, the problem is Congress is not supposed to be in today or this week. Um, It would be a lot better if you understood that Congress will be in Washington on these particular days, maybe that'll gain some kind of a bit more traction um, if you were to campaign around this time when they are in session. Consistency is number one. Number two is that it, I think, it fulfills the purpose of being a member of Congress, which is to be representing the interests of his or her district or state in Washington, D.C., and to spend more time congregating, to be with other people, be with other people, in this case, other members. As you spend more time with people, you get to learn how to live with one another. You get to interact with those. You get to uh, take trips, maybe. Um, even taking trips down to the Museum of Natural History, perhaps, could be uh, a bit of a game changer for uh, for the relationship between uh, two members of Congress, hopefully two uh, members of two different parties, perhaps. Uh, but thirdly, it also uh, saves a lot of time. Uh, we're thinking of fewer traveling days. Um, you know, I, for those who might be more on the environmental impact side, uh, it allows people who, um, especially those who travel from long distances, uh, to not have to get on an airplane as often uh, because it's not always the most enjoyable thing out there, uh, spending uh, spending several hours. You can imagine, if you were Don Young, the congressman from Alaska, uh, he doesn't fly back every single week, I don't think, but that's a long, long flight from from Anchorage or uh, wherever he's flying from all the way to Washington, uh, not including changing planes and layovers, etc. So those are the three main benefits I see. And the consistency, I think, is, is really, really important. Um, and when you have consistent results, consistent results that are quality, that you get, you get that quality benefit that you get that human aspect back. Something that we have missed a lot over this uh, past year because of COVID. Uh, When we bring out the human nature of Congress and we look at members of Congress not as gods on a pedestal, but as human beings, that might be something something where we can move forward towards some kind of positive institutional change. I hope that this is not the end of the debate. I think there's always going to be different perspectives. This is just one idea, the 80-20 schedule. Uh, there, I think there are many, 
many other ideas. Some people believe uh, they want a week on week off sort of thing, so that they can get some kind of mass exposure with the district. Uh, but my feeling is that when people know back in the district, especially with modern benefit of modern technology, when they can see that Congress is in work in Washington. I believe that the benefits outweigh the costs dramatically rather than the members spending too much time back in their districts. Campaigning is a different thing. When it's campaign season, we need to have we give members of Congress the opportunity to to showcase to their constituents and to potential voters what they did in Washington when they were spending those 3 weeks each month. It's difficult. Uh, we need to think about uh, the the families of these members, many of them who are not, many of whom are not living in Washington. Um, but let's let's make sure we give Congress some flexibility. Let's give ourselves, let's give the American system some kind of flexibility, so that we can allow our members of Congress uh, to be able to spend that time together. And you never know. You never know when the, these relationships can create something, can create a major piece of legislation that could change the uh, change at least a part of the the country uh, or the system in a positive manner. And we've seen that before. Um, when you think of major pieces of legislation uh, from the Civil Rights Act to the reparations uh, for. Uh, Japanese Americans who were uh, in the internment camps in the 1940s. You never know when a good piece of legislation can come out. And oftentimes that legislation can come out because two or more people got together, knew each other, found common ground, and put together something that could bring people closer together. So as we debate a bit about the role of Congress um, and what Congress looks like uh, during and post-COVID times, let's reflect a bit about what Congress' schedule is. And to integrate that maybe as part of the civics education aspect in American politics. Because when we understand what Congress does on a day-to-day basis, uh, the more maybe we can uh, understand and see Areas of bipartisan reform that could benefit the American system and hopefully benefit the rest of the world and what it could produce for the people of the United States. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that this will be one of many conversations that we will have about Congress and the work it does for the American people and ways that we can improve it as an institution. If you haven't already, again, make sure you subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. I really appreciate all of your support. I look forward to seeing those amazing questions. Be sure to check out the show notes to submit your questions before the deadline of April 30th. Have a great rest of your day and a great week. And I will see you next time.